Okay, so I hear you like books. Why, yes, I do. That's right. When I was your age, television was called books. And this is a special book. Because when you read a book as a child, it becomes part of your identity in a way that no other reading in your whole life does. And I have gotten carried away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you have. Are you seeing the books? Everything you would want to read is right here. Feel it. Feels good, right? Just smell it. Nothing, nothing smells like that. Welcome, friends, to the Team Friendship Podcast. This is For the Love of Books, Season 2, Episode 2. I am Leah, and I'm joined today by my fellow podcasters, Lauren. Hello, friends. And Mandalay. What up, friends? And we have we have missed putting together this fine podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since we've last recorded, obviously, um, world events have had something to do with that, and then just the busy- busyness and craziness of life kind of got in the way a little bit, in in good ways and bad ways. <laughs> yes, indeed. So I feel like Mandy has probably had the most like <laughs> life altering <laughs> events happening. <laughs> what can I say? Global pandemics, really, you know. <laughs> Light a fire under me. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so, Mandy, would you like to update our fellow readers about what's been going on in your life in the past few months? I certainly will, Leah. I So I am now a married woman as Woo-hoo! of May 4th, <laughs> 2020. And then not long after that, I signed up to go back to college. So I'm pursuing a communications degree. And I'm in my second term of that, and it's going mostly well. <laughs> well, yay! So fun. Way I to know. go, Mandy. Thank you. Just becoming we are an very adult. Excited. All in a matter of months. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Lauren, are you doing anything new? <laughs> <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I didn't. I'm already married, and I already finished college. So I can't <laughs> boast about that. I mean, high five. <laughs> no, great respect for you, Mandy. College is, is not easy. It's no, the worst. It is. I mean, it's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it was a means to an end. <laughs> yeah. that, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we're sort of doing something new we're we're homeschooling this year which we had planned to homeschool anyway i know a lot of families decided to homeschool due to circumstances but we had planned it anyway so it kind of worked out i guess it was cool so so far it's going well i'm enjoying it and um nora is enjoying it so yeah we're doing well we're learning together and I just want to like kind of congratulate you, pat you on the back. We recently heard Lauren's daughter reading, and she's going to be f- no, she is five. Mm-hmm. She is five. Yes. She'll be yeah. She <laughs> reads very well, so I think that is a huge testament to reading aloud, which we obviously greatly advocate here, and just your perseverance with your kid and helping her learn. She reads, I think, better than most kids her age <laughs> and uh, she reads some better kids that are much older adults. oh well thank you that means a lot to me i was she very was, proud the the last time i was visiting with her she asked me to read a book to her and i started reading it and then she grabbed it first told me that i don't read it like mommy does <laughs> and then decided that she would just read it to me that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's awesome all right <laughs> you, you'll do a better job anyway. <laughs> Aww. Well, I guess I really am not doing anything new since we were last on here. <laughs> I don't. I don't have anything new. <laughs> um. So my husband and I are still doing uh foster care. We still have our uh 
well, now two and a half year old foster daughter. And I would say my biggest uh, achievement lately is that we are reading, I am reading aloud about 30 to 40 picture books every week with her. And I feel like that, that is my big achievement <laughs> from coronavirus. <laughs> I mean, that is a big achievement. Because she'll no, actually that's awesome. sit. Yeah, she'll sit for it. She loves books. And she is starting to want to read, you know, well-loved books for herself. Mm-hmm. So she'll, she'll yeah. kind of quote them back to me. And it's really cute. But um, she can't really actually read yet. But I don't know. That's been like a bright spot in the midst of all this is our library time and reading aloud. I think it's a lot of fun and makes life feel a little less stressful. For sure. It's there's just so many benefits to reading aloud. So many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've seen it with her speech. She's very much exploded <laughs> with her speech mm-hmm. and her vocabulary is growing. And my husband, every time she says something new or does something, he's like, that's because you read aloud to her all the time. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <"Okay."> <laughs> <laughs> so he believes in it as well. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's wonderful. And it's one of the easiest things I think we as parents can do. Mm-hmm. I've been listening and reading a lot of homeschooling stuff. And uh, one of the things that all these homeschooling families will say is, you know, if you don't do anything, at least read aloud to your kids, yep. because that is one of the most important things you can do yep. and is so helpful for them. So, yeah. And it's so easy. <laughs> you can just sit down and cuddle up on the couch and exactly grab a few fun books. And exactly. we've been loving blueberries for sal and oh it's a good one island boy and miss rumpius and i don't know they're just such dear sweet books we read mike mulligan and the steam shovel yes recently and i was like oh this brings back so many fun memories too like yeah no it just kind of takes you back to (laughs) like your childhood and like the first time you heard it and yeah i don't know I love reading. Okay. Well, <laughs> speaking of reading, <laughs> um, we are each going to share three books that we have been reading in the past few months. And I believe Lauren would like to tell us about something she's been reading. All right. So one of the books I read in the past few months is The Sweetness at the Bottom of the Pie by Alan Bradley. And Leah, you recommended this to me like several years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And I was just feeling the weight of the world on me. And I just felt like I need something that is going to suck me in, but also be a little bit humorous. And so I remembered that a lot of people, including you, Leah, had recommended this. And I was like, I was kind of wanting a mystery too. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I'll check this one out. So it is now, correct me if I'm saying her name wrong. The main character's name is, is it Flavia or Flavia? I think it's Flavia. 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 I, I mean, they say it with a British accent. So it's yeah. not going to sound like how my Midwestern accent sounds, no matter what I do. Well, it anyway, might be Flavia. Okay. So, dear Flavia, she is 11 <laughs> years old. The book is told from her perspective. She has two older sisters that she enjoys playing tricks on. Her mother passed away when she was very young, so it's just her, her sisters, her dad, and they have a housekeeper. And so at the beginning of the book, their dad finds a dead bird on the doorstep with a stamp pinned to its beak, and her dad freaks out, and so that's very interesting to Flavia. The next day, they find a dead man in their garden, and Flavia, she loves chemistry, and she's just very intrigued by this dead body that's in their garden. Like, most kids would be grossed out or scared, and she was just, like, into it, you know? So, she sets out to solve the mystery um, throughout this story. And, I don't know, it's just, it's a funny, well-written, witty mystery. It has just enough suspense for people like me who don't like scary books. <laughs> so... <laughs> But I really liked it. Yeah, it's set in England, so you have that element, too, which, I don't know, I always, like, in my head, I always picture these as, like, BBC mysteries. I'm Mm -hmm. surprised this hasn't been made into a BBC, like, series. I think (laughs) it would be super fun. But this is a whole series of books, so I'm excited to read the rest of them, because she's just, 
she's so funny and just she has like this almost morbid it's not even like a sense of humor because I wouldn't say that she would describe herself as funny because she's being being very serious about it but it's just funny to the reader I think so but anyway I really liked it so thank you for the recommendation Leah it was a book that I really really liked and I believe I gave it four stars on the Goodreads, so nice. which oh, is high praise, high praise from, me. from Lauren. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I have to say about my first book. So, mm. Mandy, do you have a book you would like to share with us? I do. So we're gonna flip over to Mandy, who does not read children's books. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean I do, but <laughs> I just like to bring everyone over to the. Uh, less child friendly i guess well i and guess I've, i should i should mention that the book i read is not a children's book it sounds child it's written from it's a child's not. perspective but it is not a children's book so don't give it to your kids to read <laughs> oh there's a disclaimer here yeah <laughs> also i okay. was going to mention this and i forgot it's amazing to listen to on audiobook the um, narrator is fabulous and her voice for Flavia, like I could never think of her in a different way. <laughs> like it, she just has this gravelly, like very, uh, I don't know, sneaky, rambunctious, feisty little girl voice. <laughs> so, and it's just <laughs> delightful to listen to. So if you're an audiobook listener, definitely listen to the audiobook um, or read it. But not with your children. But not with no. your children. <laughs> it's not a children's book. Mm-mm. All right, I'm glad we cleared that up. All right, so I've been on a true crime kick, mostly because of this pandemic and Netflix. And Netflix is notorious for really good documentaries, especially true crime. So I watched the I don't know, I don't know what you call the ones that are like it's not a documentary, but it's like a docu like based on the events of this, but it's like watching a show it's like a docudrama yes anywho so i was watching it's called unbelievable and it is based off of the events that first started written in a article about the true events of this scenario so i i read the article first which is very extensive like it's the most extensive article i've ever written i don't know what you call i'm sure there's like a genre for that type of reporting or whatever but so then i was like is there more to this well they had they went on the two reporters that wrote the article and they wrote a book and it gives the telling from the victim as well as the perpetrator and then as well as from like the investigators and and how they came about to catch this guy. And I, I won't go into super details of the events because it is, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Graphic? Inappropriate? <laughs> sensitive? Yes, R-rated? Sensitive. Rated. Very much Scary. R-rated. Um, yes. <laughs> but the book is very good, and I found it interesting as someone that, that enjoys true crime and things of these nature of this nature because of how it was written and how they gave you all the angles including the investigators and and even the criminal himself um and it was difficult to read but the reason i'm into this stuff is because i'm one of those you know freaks that's like i'm really into the psychology behind it like what what makes you do this stuff yeah. And so they they give you that angle by actually having talked to the guy and while he's a terrible person and whatever, like hearing why it is he did what he did is like, I, I don't want to say that you can understand, but you, you can understand like what would cause this. And I don't know, I mean, I'm in school now and I'm taking a psychology class. So this is where I'm at. And I know there's other people like me because I have tons of friends who talk to me about this stuff. <laughs> I even have one friend that uh my uh my former boss she listens to like uh it's like a podcast that talks about like uh serial killers and stuff and she's just she's like sometimes I'm on my way to work and I've got my window down and I'm listening to this podcast and she's like I forget that there's other cars around me that also have oh, their dear. windows down. <laughs> 
she's like, I wonder what these people think about me. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, but it's just interesting. But um, anywho, that's all I have to say about that particular book. Um, if you're into that kind of stuff, it's very well written. Um, it's written by the reporters that actually um, covered the story. So there's that. Well, Mandy, you're you're braver than I am. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, my first book that I would like to talk about, I actually didn't do a ton of reading, just to be brutally honest. You know, I read a lot of picture books. But I didn't do a lot of my own hey, reading. That counts. <laughs> it's true. I read some good picture <laughs> books. Um, uh, but I kind of eased in to reading with a middle grade book called Pax, P-A-X. It's by Sarah Pennypacker. And there are a few illustrations in it. And John Klassen did the Klassen. Oh, I love John. Yes, he did the illustrations. So the cover. And then there's a few like sketches inside the book. But, you know... I've kind of talked to you guys about this, but it's a book about a boy and he has a pet fox. And the setting is that there is a war coming and you can't quite place like you can kind of figure out that they're in the U.S., uh, but you can't really place a time or a location. And it was kind of confusing. And then I thought maybe they weren't in the U.S. And so I kind of spent the whole time wondering where they were going to end up being <laughs> like I thought it was one of those tricks and then like you get to the book mm. and it was like and then the Nazis came in like I just couldn't figure <laughs> it out <laughs> yeah so that kind of like kept me reading it it was a very interesting story so the boy and his dad live on their own his the boy's mom passed away and he has this fox and his fox is almost like an emotional support animal. Like it always oh. senses when he's in distress or when he needs to be distracted. And so you can also hear what's going on in the fox's head. So like the fox is talking as part of the book. You know, if he sees the boy seem sad, then he'll like jump on the curtains and cause a distraction. So the boy will you know not be thinking about his sadness. And yeah. so then kind of the opening of the book so I'm not really spoiling anything but the opening of the book the dad and the boy are leaving their house and um, they're going to the grandfather's house so the little boy is going to start living with his grandpa because the dad is going to go work in this war and on the way they stop and they have to put the like send the fox out into the woods the boy has to release him and he has like a little toy plastic soldier that he throws out into the woods and he plays fetch with the fox with it all the time and so he throws it in the woods the fox go chase goes and chases after it and then they drive off so that's how it starts uh, so like really sad what <laughs> that's the beginning of the book so the boy goes to live with his grandpa and um he is just so distraught that he has had to leave this fox and all of a sudden he's feeling feeling all these really strong emotions that he's never really had to feel before because the fox is always there to comfort him and distract him and watch over him basically and you know and then the fox has never been on its own in the wild and so it's kind of going on his own journey do you guys remember wasn't there a movie there's several Fox movies when we were growing up. I don't know if like Foxes were in or what, but um, <laughs> I, I feel like there was one movie that I used to watch that it was like real Foxes, but they had like a story going. Did you I think you've talked about this before and I don't recall this. It used to be one of my favorite movies. Yeah, you've talked about this before. Was it one of those feature films for I families? I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of what it made me think of because you're kind okay. of watching this fox try to make its way in the wild and then you kind of watch the boy who ends up going on his own journey and they're both trying to reunite with each other. So you meet several very interesting characters, both human and not human, and I, it takes you on a very interesting journey. It's very much um, trying to get kids to think, just think about war and what the cost of war is and... I'm not sure all kids will understand that. As an adult, I definitely got what they were doing. And I'm not saying whether I agree or disagree. I just thought what's kind of the point is to um, give another perspective of what war is, what war does. And um, and then you're also watching the boy kind of grow up, um, almost a coming of age kind of story. Um, just learning how to um, be strong and be confident and um, 
deal with some grief and things like that. So I think it'd be good for someone that has to deal with grief, uh, loss of a loved one, that kind of stuff. So it was it was good. It was very well written. Uh, definitely sucked me in. The ending I was obviously I talked to you guys about I was not happy with but like what animal book book leaves you with like a happy feeling if you can tell me one I will be impressed I like I don't know why all animal books have to be so sad why I don't know I don't know. We've kind of talked about how, you know, yeah. it's easier to use animals to help process emotion, especially yeah. for kids. Um, and I think they definitely did this in this book. But also, like, bad things happen to the humans. So you kind of had to mm-hmm. work on both sides. And it was just overwhelming at times. It just makes it easier for kids when animals are involved. It's true. It's true. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I think I think boys and girls could enjoy it. But I think this might be good if you have a boy that's struggling to get into reading because it definitely leans more on like the adventure and the, you know, the bond between a boy and its pet and that kind of stuff. So I could definitely see boys um, getting excited about this and like kind of suspenseful and stuff happens. So, uh, but girls would definitely like it too. Yeah. So I would probably on Goodreads give it about three stars just because I felt like they leaned a little too hard on agenda and didn't stick to the story. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. You know, that drives me nuts when stories yeah. or sh- TV shows or movies do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I enjoyed reading it and it was a very quick read because it's middle grade and okay. it was good to, a good ease back So into this reading. one is for the children then. This one is for the children, yes. Lauren, what do you have next for us? Okay, so this was a few months ago, Leah. You shared with me that our library here has this thing where if you go on the app and you fill out this form, a librarian will contact you and pick out like three to five books based on the answers Mm -hmm. to the questions that you gave. So... I went on and did it and I actually got a phone call from the librarian and she, it, it was very nice. I was very surprised because <laughs> our librarians aren't very nice, but she works yeah. at the main branch. So that might be it's why. It's different but, there. Yeah. So she called me and she's like, hi, Lauren, my name is so-and-so and I, I have some books picked out for you. I'm going to send you an email with the list of them and you let me know if you've already read them or you just think it's not for you and you just let me know um, what you like and then I'll, I'll get those books sent over to your library. And I was like, she's like my new best friend now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. I love that. So the three books she picked for me were The Rosie Project, A Man Called Uva, and a book called Spy the Lie. I really enjoyed The Rosie Project. It reminded me of the main character, he reminds me of like a male version of Eleanor Oliphant, if you've read that book. Mm-hmm. Not like completely the same, but just very similar personalities. So I really liked The Rosie Project. So, And other people had recommended it to me a long time ago, too. So I was like, well, this is a sign I have to read it. So <laughs> I won't be talking about that book tonight. But if you liked Eleanor Oliphant and you like romantic comedies you might like the rosie project there's a um a bit of cursing in that book so if you're not okay with that then the book would not be for you but other than that i didn't really think too much about it was you know inappropriate or things like that so mostly pg-13 all right so the book i want to talk about is spy the lie three former cia officers share their secrets to uncloaking deception And when I saw this on the list of books that the librarian had recommended for me, I thought, huh, how did she get, like, from what I answered, how did she, like, get this book I might like? I I still don't know. (laughs) But I was like, well, I'm going to try it. And if I don't like it, I'll just stop reading it. So I started reading. I actually finished this book in one day, um, which is very rare for me because I'm a very slow reader. But I actually really liked this book, and I think it's because I'm just very fascinated and intrigued by the CIA. I watch a lot of TV shows <laughs> that have to do with stuff like that. <laughs> did you and tell her you liked The West Wing? I, d- I didn't. Yeah, 
I didn't. I don't know. So, like, I watch shows like The Blacklist or Madam Secretary, and, like, The Blacklist is FBI, but it still has, like, that kind of, you know, they're questioning people and interrogating people. So, I don't know. I just find it very, very fascinating. So, these former CIA officers share um, just a lot of, they'll share, like, like real-life scenarios. They obviously would change the names of the people for um, privacy purposes, but it was just super fascinating to me. So I, I wasn't really reading it to learn how to spot deception. To me, I was more reading it to be entertained. I think if you want to learn how to spot deception, you could, you could learn how to do that with this book, but that's not necessarily what I was trying to get out of it. So I know I've always heard like, you know, you can tell if someone's lying, if they're very shifty, you know, maybe they can't sit still or they can't make eye contact um, or if they're super nervous when you're talking to them. But that's not necessarily true. And what they pointed out was, you know, that might be the case for somebody, but, you know, maybe somebody like it's their certain cultures. They don't it's not polite to look people in the eye or, you know, whatever. You know, some people might sit crossing their arms and that's just how they feel comfortable. So just different things like that. And so they say you have to sort of like question them for a little bit to figure out like certain things and certain mannerisms and see how they respond to certain questions. And they they have like this rule of three. And so if if three things happen, that's sort of how you know that they're lying and they list what the three things are. Hmm. But I just really liked it because they gave so many different scenarios and... Um, some of them were popular cases, like they gave the O.J. Simpson, they just, they put the transcript of an interrogation that two, I think two um, officers interrogated O.J. Simpson, and then there was another one that was a, a congressman, I think, some politician who was accused of sending inappropriate pictures to women on Twitter. So I don't know, it was just super interesting and I, yeah, like I said, I read it in one day. I was just, it's not a very long book. I think it's its under 300 pages, but because they have all of these transcripts <laughs> and things like that, it, it you know, there's not as many words on every page, if that makes sense. It's not a very long book. Yeah, well, I'm just like, it's, you know, there's not a lot of words on every page because they have all those transcripts of the interviews and stuff. And then toward the end, They'll give like an example of an interrogation and they'll be like, can you, and they'll give the readers a chance. Hey, can you spy the lie? And then afterward, they'll point out all the different. It's like an adult eye spy. Kind of, yeah. (laughs) And then at the very back of the book, they'll be like, okay, like here's some like real life scenarios. If these are questions to ask somebody, if you think like maybe you're an employer and you think an employee is stealing money or something like that, they'll give questions that you can ask that employee so I feel like if you're if you're interested in like the CIA or FBI or just interrogation processes, it's a very entertaining book. I would also say if maybe you're an employer or even like if you're like a church leader, I think it might be helpful mm-hmm. as well. So because a few of the examples they gave were um, people of cu- accused of abusing children and like how to mm-hmm. just how to spot whether they're telling the truth or not. So I think it might be beneficial to church leaders to read this book. So anyway, I was very surprised um, at how much I liked the book. So I gave this one, I believe I gave this one the solid three stars. Let me look up on my Goodreads to make sure. I thought for sure this was a four star. (laughs) Well, I might have. Let me look. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) nope i gave it three stars wow all right mandy do you have a book you want to tell us about i do um sticking with the same theme i i haven't finished this one yet um but i'm i want to say i'm like 50 or more pages in to the devil in the white city Mm. by eric larson which Lauren has read, I'm I aware. had to read it in college. <laughs> <laughs> Are you defending yourself? <laughs> well, it's not a book I would choose to read. This was required <laughs> <Yeah>. reading. <laughs> I don't remember what class it was for. It might have been sociology. 
I don't remember. I had to write a paper on it. It probably wasn't the best paper I ever wrote. I'm sure it was an A+. Anywho, so this book is is the story or tells the story of H.H. H. Holmes, who I feel like most people know was a serial killer. Um, but it also tells the story of the architect of the World's Fair, the 1893 World's Fair. So it's very interesting to me. I don't know. It's inter- interesting how they're... I'm following this plot line of this architect dude. And I'm sure that it's riveting. I mean, what I'm re- what I've read so far is riveting, but the whole time I'm just like, "All right, let's get to the murder." <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is very exciting, but <laughs> get to the good. Uh, yeah, I think once you get when you get more into the book, it gets because I think that's how I was. I had no idea what I was getting into. I'd never heard of this guy before. And I was like, oh, okay, very cool. Like, the World's Fair, I'm learning about this. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, now people are getting murdered. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and I and I know that it's important because, like, that's part of, like, how he got away with it was that there was this giant World's Fair and he was just, you know picking people off i mean and it was a different time it was easier for people to go missing unnoticed Mm -hmm. as it were so um but i'm enjoying it so far i haven't gotten into the to the blood and gore of it all yet but (laughs) um i'm enjoying the it's interesting even even the world's fair part of it like everything that they had to go through to to even get it to be in chicago and all of that kind of stuff so it is an interesting book and if so if you like that kind of stuff and then you also like murder and true crime bada bing bada boom there you go maybe it was a history class i had to read it for it could be there's a lot of classes that this would make sense to be required reading for I don't know if you guys are familiar with a TV series called Timeless. Mm-hmm. It was on. Familiar. I forget what what net what channel it was on, NBC, ABC, one of them. Uh, anyway, it was. It, I think it only had two or three seasons. It ended up getting canceled, which is unfortunate because I thought it was just a very good show. But it's like a time travel show. Every episode, like, focused on something from history, and they do an episode on this guy. (laughs) So, Hmm. like, it's one thing reading about him, it's another thing seeing it on the screen. And I was like, as soon as they get there, they're like, oh, it's the Chicago World's Fair. I'm like, oh, get out. Get out now. (laughs) Read this book. Yep. (laughs) I know, I'm actually, um, the, uh world's greatest actor of all time leonardo dicaprio oh boy um, oh boy <laughs> tom hanks he, uh, i'm leaving he, actually, <laughs> he purchased the rights to uh this book and uh as far as i know he intends to play hh H. holmes i don't know if this is still a thing or whatever i could see but that i could see yeah he would do a really good yeah, job i could see that happening so I hope that that happens. And I will watch it on behalf of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm done. Well, switching everything. <laughs> I think everything. Uh, my book is called The Printed Letter Bookshop by Catherine Ray. <laughs> so sweet is it a mystery about murder (laughs) no the tagline says love friendship and family find a home at the printed letter bookshop (laughs) no one dies well actually that's not true oh spoilers and then in a twist everyone what's it called again i'm sorry i'm writing all these down for my i probably won't read the ones mandy recommends but (laughs) probably a good idea <laughs> the printed letter bookshop. Okay. So I've 
never been shy about my disdain for uh, romance in books. <laughs> okay. But this book, so this was recommended by a friend and just how she described it and the setting made me definitely want to read it. So I gave it a chance and I'm really glad that I did. So it's actually set in, they call the setting or they call the city Winsome, Illinois, but it definitely reminds me of like Glen Ellen or um, what's that place close to here? Woodstock or okay. someplace like that that's like outside of the city. Um, but you still get some pe- like commuters and stuff that come there. But so the main character, her name is Madeline. Her aunt that she's named after um, passes away. That happens right at the beginning and leaves her this bookshop in this small town. Madeline, the niece, is a high powered attorney in Chicago. And so she has to go deal with this bookshop and everything that it entails. And so there's two other um you know, like middle-aged women that have been running the bookshop with um, the aunt. The aunt's name is Maddie, Aunt Maddie. And Aunt Maddie is like the town favorite, like this treasured woman. Well, to her niece, Madeline, her Aunt Maddie has always been like someone they don't talk about. Like her dad is the brother of Aunt Maddie. And so like her dad and her aunt had some sort of falling out. She doesn't know why or what happened, but just she just knows all of a sudden like they weren't allowed to see Aunt Maddie, like talk about Aunt Maddie. And she was just mad at her aunt because um, she assumed that her aunt did something wrong. And you know how like you hear things as a child and then you just kind of blow it up in your head and never really ask mm-hmm. questions. So that's kind of what happened. Mm. So then you just kind of follow her as she deals with the bookshop and... um there is some romance, but it's there's enough like real life hard situations that make the romance feel it still has its cheesy moments. Let's not get you know, but it, there's a lot of real life difficult problems in the book that made it enjoyable for me. <laughs> like I think I just struggle when everything is like coming up roses and. You know, like, oh, she just stumbles into the handsome guy in the corner and her life has always been perfect. And now she found the love of her life and da da da. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. There's just like, there's some family drama. The other ladies that work in the shop, they have their own family issues that they're working through. And basically the aunt kind of left like these book lists for everyone. And I believe that I'm not sh- The author is Christian. Um, there's like scripture references and different things like that in it. Um, but there, it's not like, um, I don't know how to say this nicely. Um, <laughs> there's not a way, but it must be said. Okay. So <laughs> it's not like uh, most Christian romance. <laughs> it's very, It's a lot more realistic. Let's just say that much. And it's not putting unfair expectations on relationships. Mm-hmm. If that is as delicate as I can put it. Yeah. Um, I just really enjoyed it. It was a good escape. Uh, we all know life is kind of complicated and overwhelming. And it was a very nice escape of like the world of books, lots of book references and, um, you know, dealing with hard things, but in a more um, cozy environment, I guess. Nice. Um, and the descriptions of the places. It kind of has a Hallmark Channel vibe. To for it. sure. Hallmark Channel vibe, but <laughs> not as like, cheesy as a Hallmark Channel movie. There's enough <laughs> there's enough grit in it that it made it interesting for me. <laughs> then like, I don't know. It was well written. I was honestly surprised by how well it was written. Hmm. And maybe that's because my expectations were low because it was a romance and I don't always enjoy those, but um I really enjoyed it. And then there's another book in the series that's called Of Literature and Lattes. And it's kind of, it's set in the same town. Um, so I'm planning on reading that. And then she has some other books about like, like based in Pride and Prejudice kind of time. And I don't know, I like how she writes. So I might read some more of her books. I think they're definitely light kind of books you might read when you're in a slump. Um, or you just want a fun escape that's not going to like be about murder. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. Is, are you calling someone out here? I mean, both of you talked about books that had murder in them. So, but mine was delightful. <laughs> it was delightful murder. There's a difference. Yeah. So I, I definitely enjoyed it, and I think I actually gave it four stars. And that might just. So I think I actually read this before I read Pax because I was so desperate to get back into reading, and nothing was like 
doing it for me. <laughs> I just kept yeah. trying and trying. And so this one definitely brought me back into reading and I really enjoyed it. So if you like uh, the shop around the corner, <laughs> if you like you've got mail or something like that, that there's like real life problems, but also it's a little bit of an escape. That's definitely this is a good book for you. And what was this one called again? <laughs> the Printed Letter Bookshop. It's a quick read and it's one that you can kind of come in and out of pretty easily too. Um, they skip between the different people. So each person's little segment is not super long. So you can just read about one of the people that work in the bookshop and then like take a break and then come back and get back into it. Or go so. to sleep. Or go to sleep. You know, whatever might reading happen. Reading in bed. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of You've Got Mail style books, the last book I want to talk about is called Tweet Cute by Emma Lord. And this is a book that I just kept seeing people on Instagram talking about. And so I was like, okay, I needed something to listen to on audiobook. So I just chose this one. So it is set in New York City (gasps) and it is told... You go back and forth between the two characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first character is Pepper. She is um, the swim team captain. She's a straight-A student, and she's a perfectionist. Her parents own a popular fast food chain called Big League Burger that started in Nashville. And so she moved to New York City from Nashville when she was 14 with her mom. And her mom is just the very, like, she's the, you know, the CEO and just very, uh, I don't like her mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, her mom just, she puts a lot of pressure on Pepper, like, with Mm -hmm. school, but then also with the business. Like, Pepper gets pressured into running the Twitter account, and she's in high school. Like, she shouldn't be having to run this business. But anyway, so that's Pepper. The other character we get to meet, his name is Jack. He is the class clown. He's on the dive team, and he has a perfect twin brother that he feels like he can't, like, live up to, basically. Mm. And Jack's family owns a deli in Brooklyn. So that's kind of the two, like, Pepper's family has, like, the big chain restaurant, and Jack has the small deli. (laughs) That's so, so fun. Yeah. Um, so Jack Jack and Pepper go to the same prep school in New York City. Jack has secretly created this app called Weasel for kids at his school to chat with each other anonymously. And so Pepper and Jack somehow get connected on this app and they begin chatting with each other and get super close, but they don't know each other's real names or they don't know who each other are in real life. They just know that they both go to the same high school. And so Big League Burger, Pepper's family's business, they steal Jack's grandma's famous grilled cheese recipe. Oh, no. And yes. And so a Twitter war ensues. And so Jack is handling the deli's Twitter account and Pepper is handling the Big League Burger account. So they're at war in real life, but in love in this chat app wow. that they're on. <laughs> so it's like super cheesy, but I think because it has like the You've Got Mail vibes Very much and it's set in mail. New York City, <laughs> I think that's why I just, plus I just needed something light to listen to, mm-hmm. you know, so, but yeah, so many You've Got Mail vibes. It even gave me Gilmore Girls vibes uh-huh. because of the prep school drama. Right. Like, Pepper's competing with another girl in her class, you know. Right. So, um, so there's all that high school teenage drama. Obviously, New York City is, is a character in the book. Right. <laughs> so. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love it. But it's also, like, has, like, a lot of foodie vibes because Pepper likes to bake. And obviously, like, both of their families own restaurants mm-hmm. for businesses. Mm-hmm. So... It, I don't know, she's always making, like, cupcakes or blondies or things Aww. like that. So I'm like, stop it. Now I want to go eat a snack. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was 
entertaining to me. I gave it a solid three stars because it was entertaining, you know, not the greatest of literature. Mm -hmm. I did listen to this on audiobook. I think it made it a little bit more interesting. So there were two two different narrators, uh, a male and a female narrator. So I think that made it entertaining too since I was listening to it. So yeah, if you need something light and that has You've Got Male Vibes and is like a high school teenage drama set in New York City, then... Tweet cute is for you. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> the name. Oh my goodness. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I started listening to it and I was like, I don't know even know if I'm gonna finish this. Like just the name sounded dumb and the scenario, like just the plot sounded dumb to me. And I was like, how many times can you retell this same story? You know? Mm-hmm. It's but timeless. I I was pleasantly surprised. So that is so great. Just going to jot that down. <laughs> <laughs> so Mandy, what is your what is your last book you want to so tell us about? My final book is this is not true crime. Okay. <laughs> this okay. Is, uh, <laughs> uh YA. So remember the the Caravel book. Yes. yes. So I started yes. reading the second book which is called Legendary. Okay. I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> but it's very good so far. It, it You go back in, you're going back into the game, you know, like from the first book. And only this time it's, I think you're mostly following the other sister, the sister that you were trying to save in the last book. It's very intense. It, it I feel like it's just as gripping as the first one and, sucked me in just as much i probably would already be finished with it like how i flew through the first one but uh you know the world and whatnot and now i'm a college student so you know (laughs) i know it steals it steals your precious reading time because you have to read for school so um but it's very good so if you're into ya the caravel series and i i can say that it the the uh magic of the first book carries over into the next one so there's that that sounds amazing well is it my turn now it is what is your last book is it about murder (laughs) no it's the opposite of murder it's about mr rogers So I had to just pick one picture book, which was hard because there are some really cute picture books out there and really well written. I've definitely, okay, I'll just say this about picture books. And maybe this is like, of course, Leah, everyone thinks this kind of moment, but I have figured out my primary criteria for criteria, criterion, (laughs) criteria. My primary criteria for picture books, a good picture book, um, very pleasant illustrations, which of course, right? It's a picture book. Well written in that there are maybe two to three sentences per page, but they all include like very high language, a high level of language. So Mm -hmm. it's going to teach my child how to speak properly because clearly I cannot. <laughs> Whatever do you mean? <laughs> and yeah, I think that's about it. And typically, if it's a book about a Disney princess, it's not going to meet my criteria. Now, I did find no. one particular Moana book that met my criteria, and that book was a surprise. <laughs> that book is adorable. Way to go, Moana. Yeah, I was very impressed. But you anyway, showed us so- that. I want to buy one for me. Exactly. It's gorgeous. I'm telling you, there are some beautiful like work of art. I mean, they really are works of art. Um, picture books out there that I just want to frame every page. <laughs> I'm just mm-hmm. going to cover all my walls. I know, right? <laughs> yes. So one of those books is this one. The art in this book is so sweet. And I think it just, just makes you feel like you're getting a warm hug from Mr. Rogers. Aww. 
Now, what is this one this called? This book is called You Are My Friend, The Story of Mr. Rogers oh. and His Neighborhood. The name just makes me tear up. I know. I know. You Are My Friend. So, <laughs> it's by Amy Reed, and the illustrations are by Matt Phelan. So basically, it starts when he's a child and just kind of talks about um, how he became who he is. So it follows him all the way through um, until, you know, he creates Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And it's very sweet. Um, You definitely learned something about Mr. Rogers. I learned that he was sick. He had bad allergies, so he didn't get to play outside a lot. I get that. Um, and yeah, you'll just have to check it out. It's a beautiful book. I would like to add it to our collection. Um, I have been pleasantly surprised by the number of quality, um, what would like biographical picture books that are out there. Mm. I am learning. I like them because I learned something. And a lot of the ones we've chosen are just very well written. Um, our little girl is very enthralled by them. So I don't feel like I'm boring her with history. It's a really fun way to learn. And we've learned about the most random people that I never thought I'd learn about, like the first lady um, computer programmer and the guy who started the pop art, like graffiti art movement in New York City and just random people like these are in children's picture books. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We usually try to pick from different categories every week at the library. And I think my favorites have been the biographies. So but this one was definitely top of the list because we all love Mr. Rogers. So yeah, that's so fun. Yes, I definitely recommend it. I know I've been like looking through our picture book collection, mm-hmm. and I just, we have a lot of books. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning that I just want to give some of them away mm-hmm. and then make room for just some better quality right. books. If that makes no, sense, I totally you know, like understand. I love all books, yep. but I just would really like to make room for some better quality, like blueberries for sale. I know I've been talking about this book so much, but I just love this book. Yes. <laughs> but there's just so many good, like you said, Leah, like with that higher language, mm-hmm. but the illustrations are so well done. And it's just a story that you don't mind reading over right. and over to your kids and that they love too. Mm-hmm. And and Blueberries for Sal is such a simple book. It's so simple. Like, she's just out picking berries yep. with her mom. But I don't know. It's just, it warms my heart. Yep. I don't know what it is. That's very soothing. <laughs> I, mean, I just love blueberries. <laughs> well, it's written in that old form where it's somewhat repetitive, but, you know, it's... Yes. Um, I, yeah, I think there's like an indescribable quality. I'm sure there's a word for it. Yeah, I don't know. This is why just, I read books to my child. <laughs> yeah. Read it. I know you'll love it. I mean, that's how <laughs> I felt about Mike Mulligan's Steam Shovel. Like, that book is old, yeah. but she was like, yeah. I can tell when a book is actually captivating her. Like, she'll sit through books on end, but certain books she'll stop mm-hmm. fidgeting. She'll just sit and she'll be riveted. And Mike Mulligan's yeah. Steam Shovel was one of those books. And that book has got to be mm. like 60 years old. And yeah, the illustrations old. are old. But it's the language. It's very repetitive. And it's almost like yes. soothing, I think, in the rhythm. Yeah. I think younger kids just, they really gravitate toward the repetitive yes. stuff. Because then, especially when they're like like beginning readers or like pre-readers, I guess is the technical term. Because then they can pick that book up later after mommy and daddy yes. have read it to them so many times and they haven't memorized. Yep. And so they can just like, because of that repetitive nature, yep. it's easy for them to remember. Yep. I just think kids yep. gravitate toward that kind of thing. And I think sometimes for parents, it can become annoying. Right. <laughs> like, especially if you've read it right. so many times. But I don't know. There's just, I just, I want to make room for good quality picture yep. books in my home library same because we only have so much room in our house exactly you know? so <laughs> well and i want when she goes to pick out a book that she's i know she's gonna pick something quality i'm telling you yeah i appreciate the gifts but those princess books have got to go <laughs> yeah. there's so right. many words Noted. and they're not quality <laughs> no i like i don't read them anymore the only like 
princess books that I like, and we get these from the library, but we've been getting like the early reader mm-hmm. books since Nora's doing mm-hmm. that. So I will accept yes. those because obviously yes. like the it's not going to have high level language because she's learning how to read. So I will accept yes. those. <laughs> But, and I don't, I don't mind her looking. But at we them. just get them from the yes. library because she's going to outgrow those. Right. But like the books that you and I are talking about are these, like these are timeless books that like kids, you know, like even adults are just like, this is so good, I want to keep exactly. reading it. So exactly, yeah. Well, guys, we've talked about what we've read. What are we all currently reading? So I have been reading a lot of, um, well, mainly listening to a lot of podcasts about uh, just how to help kids that have had trauma or come from hard places. And um, one of the books that keeps coming up, and I've heard it before from other parents that um, don't have kids that have had severe trauma in their lives, but it's called The Whole Brain Child, 12 Revolutionary Strategies to Nurture Your Child's Developing Mind, Survive Everyday Parenting Struggles, and Help Your Family Thrive. I feel like it's offering a lot. <laughs> yes, It's yes. by Daniel Siegel um, and Tina Payne Bryson. So I have not really gotten very far in it, but I'm eager to learn what it has to offer. I'm trying to realize that um, especially my kiddo that I'm trying to help. A lot of her actions are coming from very complicated places. And sometimes I have in my head, like, why shouldn't she just be able to do this? And so I'm trying to just get more understanding. And I feel like the more I understand, the easier it is to develop good um, strategies, strategies, I can't say that word, for difficult times. And so it it just helps us all out. You know, I try to help her have the most chance of success to obey Mm -hmm. with simple things like drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, eating enough healthy meals, you know, and giving her good coping mechanisms for when life feels overwhelming. And I think we all need that, actually. So I'm learning a lot. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. So anyway, that's why I started reading this book. And I'm excited to share more once I get further in it. Very good. So I'm currently reading, it's called Prayer, Experiencing Awe and Intimacy with God by Tim Keller. I'm just reading this kind of as a devotional book. So I will either read a chapter a night or a section a night. Um, I'm really enjoying it. It's a book that... It's, there's a lot in it. So I might, I'm, this is one I'm going to have to read again, I think. I'm also reading a book called, it's called Awaking Wonder, Opening Your Child's Heart to the Beauty of Learning by Sally Clarkson. And I just became introduced to Sally a few months ago. She was a guest on the Read Aloud Revival podcast. Um, but she, she homeschooled all of her kids. She has four kids, and they're all grown adults now. Mm-hmm. But they're, like, super successful. Like, I think two of them are currently getting their PhDs from Oxford. Mm-hmm. So she did something right then. Yeah. <laughs> they're all published authors. One of them is a screenwriter and an actor. One of them is a composer. So, yeah. This is somebody I would like to learn from. <laughs> so yes. she has her own podcast and Instagram account. So I started following her and this is her most recent book, Awaking Wonder. So I started reading it and I'm really just enjoying it. I just, I just love her heart and I don't know, she just makes homeschooling more and more appealing to me. So check that out if you're into the homeschooling. And I'm also started reading A Man Called Uva because that was one of the ones that the library recommended for me. Um, and I'm only, I'm not very far in, but I'm already really liking it. I've never read anything by Frederick Bachman, but he is quite the writer. <laughs> so 
just has quite the way with yes. the words. So, And that's being translated. Like, that's what impresses me. <laughs> it's so, I was just like, okay, I'm going to like this mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm also, I also started reading The Vanderbeekers Lost and Found by Karina Yanglaser. This is the fourth book in the series and it just came out uh, about a month ago. So, and I'm already really liking it. So, I love those Vanderbeekers. They are just delightful. Mm-hmm. So, those are my current reads. Well, I don't know when our next episode will be or if we will be reading a Newberry at all this year, but if we decide to do that, we will let you guys know. (laughs) And if we do, what's next up on the roster? The next one is Holes by Louis Sackar, winner of the 1999 Newberry Medal. And that's not a very long book, and it's a very good book. And I listened to it, well, I've read it twice now. So the most recent time I listened to it on audio while I was cleaning my shower. <laughs> so it's like a four hour long audio book, but I listened to mine on like one and a half speed. So you can get through it quicker. That's what Drew does that. My husband. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, let's let the people know how to get in touch with us. You can email us teamfriendshippodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Team Friendship Podcast. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Team Friendship Podcast. And our website, teamfriendshippodcast.com. You can find me on Instagram at JediReader1138. You can find me on Instagram, RedHeadedReader. I am also on the Instagram at Mandy Malay Faux Reader. Well, friends, we will see you all on another time. And remember, friends, no two persons ever read the same book. Ever. I save my five stars for very, very, very special books. So if I give you four stars, that means we've it been, was a very we've been good over book. the rubric. Okay, I won't go over it again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might need to refresh people. It's, it's been like 10 years. Yeah. yeah, okay. I'll refresh you guys in 10 years. I'll put it on my calendar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think Mandy said it's been 10 years. Oh, Not okay. refresh us in 10 years. I was like, what? We have to wait another 10 years? Okay, well, I'll refresh now then. Okay, okay we'll cut that out. <laughs> or we could keep it. Okay, I'll put it on my calendar. Um, so here's how Lauren rates her books on Goodreads. If it's a book that I feel is like changed my life in some way or just, you know, like they just... They're very special books to you that gets a five-star rating from me. So Harry Potter books. um, I don't go on my Goodreads and see what I (laughs) (laughs) five-starred. Wow. That was. And then if it's just, if it's a really good book, I give it four stars. And if it's like, if, if, if it's a book that I think is good and well-written, but like, I didn't really like. Like you couldn't connect with it? Yeah, something like that. that, that or suck if you in factor. If it entertained me and it was a solid book, I'll give it a three stars. And then if it's like two or one, that means it was a bad book or maybe it just wasn't for me or something like that. So does that make sense? Yes. It does. Okay. And then just giving her different coping tech in it. I can't talk, you guys. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs>
Techonomechanisms. Mechanisms. Techonomechanisms. <laughs> it's a new word. It's only for like really, you know, trauma kids. Techonomechanisms. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Okay, I'll say it again. <laughs> Mandy, are you currently reading anything other than what you shared with us already? No, there's there's not room in my life for more than that. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I am reading my psychology book for school. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. That it. <laughs> What's that called? What's the title? Um, psychology. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys know me. I always have more than one oh, book I'm reading no. at a time. So. <laughs> oh no! I mean, I do too. I just didn't say them all. <laughs> Well, you could say more, Leah, if you want. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not going to talk about them because I'm reading them. Enough time for you, Lauren. Please unroll your scroll. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Michael, open the door so I can go down the stairs. No, it must be fully unrolled. <laughs> Open the other door. Oh, you guys. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> it's called Prayer, Experiencing Awe and Intimacy with God by Tim Keller. Well, now Keller. I feel bad for making fun of you. <laughs> well, you should. You need to go <laughs> repent. Maybe you should pray about it. Doing that yes. right now. Eat it up with your ears, yeah. people. Because and savor it. Because we don't know what the next it one will be. It could be next year. It or could be, or it could be next month. You know, I think I don't or know. Next I week. think it'll be sooner rather than later. But yeah, um, I feel like we've got it now. We just figured it know. out. Yeah, we've got well, a good and platform. I feel like now that we're getting back into it, like you know, it's like when you're in your reading slump. Like we're yeah. we're having mm-hmm. our little hallmark. Yeah book here exactly so now we just have to well and we had to figure it out like we have because we can't you know we've chosen not to do it in person and i think it's sort of easier that Mm -hmm. way too because then like especially with the children it's just like children don't have to worry about do i have someone to watch them can i leave the Mm -hmm. house Mm -hmm. we just now we just put them to bed and then we podcast (laughs) and now myself with the husband you know it's just easier i know you gotta put him to bed (laughs) (laughs) he keeps getting out of bed and i'm like go to bed (laughs) keeps asking for cold glasses of (laughs) water large very cold (laughs) glasses of water oh my goodness uh, anyway, so we've got all of the technical stuff that you guys really don't care about. We've got it under control yeah, now. Now we're so. here to stay. We can do this anytime. Anytime. When, whenever we decide we want to. When the kids and husbands are in bed. I could literally <laughs> just roll out of bed and slide into my desk and start recording. <laughs> Boom. Bam. <laughs>